another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. Uh, just remind you guys that we are a bi-weekly podcast, bi-monthly podcast. And if you haven't already subscribed to us on anywhere you listen to your podcast, go ahead and do so. We're available on all platforms. And if you have not already, go ahead and give us a five-star review. Best way to get the word out about the podcast. And if you like what you hear today, we do two more episodes every month on our Patreon at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. With all that out the way, I'd like to introduce my co-host with me as usual, Kath Barbadoro. How you doing? Hi, Pat. Uh, I just had an absolute roller coaster. Uh, yeah, let's hear. Let's okay. hear. <laughs> so um, if you're watching our, our video feed on YouTube, uh, you may see that I am not in my home. I'm in an office. I'm at my job. Um, they have good internet here. So I decided to stay and use the uh, use the ethernet after work. And uh, I've been working in this particular office for like probably a year and a half now, maybe maybe like a little over a year. This has never happened to me before, ever. And of course it happened when there's no one in the building and uh, like none of my coworkers are around and it's, oh. it's winter break right now. So there's like literally no one in this building. Yeah. And uh, I went, so we had, we had some delays getting started. So like while I was waiting for Pat to get his internet set up, I uh, went down the hall to fill my uh, empty kombucha bottle with water, get a little of that kombucha spice in my in my water, <laughs> and uh, I like you know didn't bring anything except my water, and lo and behold, I was uh, ended up locked out of my office, oh, which has shit. never happened before ever. <laughs> And I didn't have anything. So I didn't have uh, my coat. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have my work ID. Like, nothing. So I had to make the hard choice of, okay, well, normally if you get locked out of a room here, you can call. I work at a college. You can call uh, campus safety and you show them your ID. I'm a staff member. They'll unlock the door for me. Um, But I didn't have my ID and I didn't have my phone. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I had to make the tough decision to leave this building, which if I leave this building because I don't have my ID, I can't get back in. Oh, so, so it's, it's like, like it's like an all in kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> but there's a, a like campus safety little like guard booth down the street. So I was like, OK, well, I will sacrifice myself and go talk to the campus safety. <laughs> yeah. I will sacrifice myself to save myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was like a I have to go two steps back to move one step forward. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so um she but like she doesn't have the keys. She has to call the guy with the keys to come. And we're in like this back corner of campus. We're like not yeah. close to anything. So basically I had to stand outside shivering with my dumb little kombucha bottle and wait for uh <laughs> A uh, very nice security guard with a very cool grill to come let me in. Oh hell and, yeah! Uh, yeah, he was very nice. Sometimes because I've like I've never been locked out of my office, but I've had to get public safety to come open other rooms for me. And uh, oftentimes they will make fun of you for not having the key and like, kind of like <laughs> not in like Good. a mean way, but like they'll just yeah. sort of be like, "Don't have the key, huh?" Yeah, I had to call. It made me walk all the way over here. All right. Yeah, uh, but yeah. he was very nice. So. Who man, that is a roller coaster. Jesus, yeah, I, I yeah. Pat I was texting me, "You good?" And because I wasn't <laughs> responding, because my phone was in my office, so I was like, "I have no yeah. way to tell Pat what has happened." It was a whole saga. Yeah. And the whole reason we were running late is because I was fucking up. So it was like I didn't want to like come on too strong and be like, "Damn, girl, where are you at?" So I was like, "I will just <laughs> let her do her thing. Uh, she probably needs some room to breathe." <laughs> so I was very yeah. politely just like, "Everything, everything good." <laughs> Well, it all worked out. We're both yeah. here. We made yeah. it. That's what's here. important. That's what's so. How how are how how else are things out there on the East Coast? Aside from getting locked out of stuff. Uh, thing, things are good. Although this is we're doing another kind of local story here. This is uh yeah been a tumultuous time in New York politics this week. We're doing a it, topical episode. Tonight. Yeah, it seems like we had to, we had to get all over this one. It was funny is we had to delay recording, and this is like one of the few times where like you delay recording, and you're like, well, who knows what this guy's gonna come I have up to, with? I'm gonna have to change the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we wait till we waited one more day and be like, oh, he fa- he also said he was part of the moon landing, you know? Right. <laughs> <He> just- <laughs> 
Yeah. So, of course, today we're talking about George Santos. Uh, George the Santos. New York uh, House representative who has lied about basically everything um, that he uh, has said about himself. We um, this is one of the first times where I've been like it feels like we got one of our own in there. This is like, like <laughs> the lie, cheat, and steal version of a Manchurian candidate. Like truly, he really <laughs> like basically the only things he's been truthful about are his name does seem to be George Santos. Okay, he does seem to be thirty four years old. Um, he's thirty four. He's thirty four. Yeah, he's like I am us. older than that fucking guy. He, yeah, he like, yeah. Thank God, man, because like like like. He kind of looks like shit a little bit. Like he does. He, he, he doesn't look great. Say, he doesn't look shit. Like he just. He looks older than thirty four. Yeah, he does look older than thirty four. Yeah, um, maybe it's the sweater vest. I don't know. Yeah, he kind of looks like um, an evil version of Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows. That's kind of my vibe. <laughs> like the vibe I'm getting from him. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's thirty four years old. He was born on July. He's younger than me too. He was born July twenty second, nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight. Man, I, that's you can't be you can't be thirty four looking like that being in that position. That's insane. That's one of those times where I'm like, there should be an age limit on that. That's wild. So I mean, that does seem to be true. Almost everything else about him is false. Which I'm gonna sort of. So the way there's so much in this episode. So the way that I've kind of structured it is we're gonna go through some of his lies, like what the things he lied about. That I don't want to spend too much time on just because it's like there's so much like the fact that there's just a footnote here where he was like, oh, yeah, he also said he had brain cancer. And it's like (laughs) only sometimes reported about this guy because he lied about so many other things. That tells you the scope of what is going on here. He has two ethnicity lies. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the things he lied about first. And then I'm going to try to sort of piece together what he was actually doing, which was other scams. Like he is (laughs) clear, like clearly not. Obviously he's like full of shit and he should not be in office, but like this, I think this is a person with a problem. I don't think this is like just some Republican opportunist, like being cynical. I think this is like a pathological liar. Like someone with a real problem. The shit he lies about and say, I just like, I just think they keep envisioning that Dr. Manhattan meme. And instead of, I made it up, it's just uh, (laughs) a, I'm black and Jewish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And gay. Black, Jewish and gay. And that was the one. That it seems like it might be true. That he, he will get into it. He was married to a woman, but like he does, he has ex-boyfriends who've like talked yeah. to the press. So no, like a he gay at least man does has like never men. married a woman to get into politics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. This guy is crazy. Is, is crazy. He reminds me of, we've covered guys like this before, but they usually it's Anthony Ginyak. It's like, they, they just, they, they don't, tend to get this close especially to win a political election yeah. it's insane and it kind of makes me feel a little good that i know all politicians are liars and they're full of shit but the one time a guy was just totally full of shit like 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 full of shit doesn't even describe it it's a complete fabrication of a person i'm glad it didn't make it that far well no it did he got elected no, it what did. am i talking about that's yeah. that's the thing that's like as a new yorker is really upsetting to me is like the new york democrats should all be resigning in shame because yeah. of this like the the party leadership who's responsible for for doing oppo research and fielding campaigns and stuff like yeah. it is an absolute travesty that this guy won I'm like, how can we beat this guy? He's gay, he's Jewish, he's black, his mom's dead, he's got all the boxes. It's like, yeah, those aren't real. They're like, ah, we don't Google stuff. Well, okay, so that's let's let's get into this. So I do want to talk a little bit about like so he represents this um district that is it's mostly Long Island, very close to Queens. So like it's it's nice Long Island. It's like ritzy, but it's not like the Hamptons. It's yeah. like commuter, like upper middle class. Yeah. Um Fairly, fairly certain diverse. it's where my booker lives, I think. <laughs> I think it I think it probably is, yeah. Um but yeah, so it's it I think it has a little portion of Queens and then um which is like the portion of Queens that it has in it is like the really fancy part of Queens. It's yeah. Whitestone. Um and then Long Island. So that's his district. It has mostly gone for Democrats. It went for Biden. Um it uh, it, it was previously represented by Tom Suozzi, who was the Democratic incumbent. Um, but he did not seek re-election this time. So George Santos actually ran for the first time for this seat in 2020 and didn't win and was beat by a pretty significant margin by the incumbent. Um, but this time there was no incumbent, which helped them. Um, but 
Yeah, it was like it was kind of a the, the uh, articles I read described it as a moderate upset. The fact that he won, like, yeah. it was not a certainty. And with any kind of attention paid to this race, he could have easily been beaten. And yeah. he just they they just didn't pay attention to it. And it's like shocking when you think about it. Because and with the razor thin margin that the the, the Republicans have of, of control right now, it almost feels like if they would have like did a little bit of of, of the due diligence. Got this guy out of the race. They, 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 it would have been like a very damning blow to re- the Republicans. I know they're hanging on like one or two seats, and it feels yeah, like right. Yeah, the like margins we were just are taking- really thin, and like I just feel like Democrats in New York are so complacent because they're just like, oh, it's a blue state. Oh, it's a blue state. Yeah. It's like that's not really true. Like the the governor like was in real jeopardy in the last election. Yeah. Like the Democratic governor won, but. New York City is blue. The rest of the state is not blue. And they yep. keep counting on this stuff, but they keep getting gerrymandered. And anyway, this is a whole yeah. other discussion, but I, the New York I, state Democrats uh, should all be like shamed out of office. They're yeah. terrible at their jobs. I did a show in Arkport, New York recently. Uh, it's upstate. I was at a, at a brewery there and dude walks up and it's like, hey, you guys were funny. Within three seconds, he broke a land speed record. He was just like, he's like, hey, you guys are really funny. And then it was like, and the reason we don't get anything done around here is because our whole state's ran by that cesspool down the river. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So, yeah, I know outside of the city, it is not the vibe that they think yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot like Austin versus the rest of Texas. It's yeah. just that New York is so big, they can win elections. But the animosity is there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's let's just get into this. So, Santos won by eight points. Um yeah, it was Northern Long Island and Northeast Queens. Um, so as, as we sort of are dancing around, his biography does appeal to these kind of Northeastern Democrats who, uh, you know, are like d- not, they don't like to think of themselves as racist, but they like Republicans. So like yeah. he described himself as the son of Brazilian immigrants. He grew up in, in according to him, he grew up in poverty in Queens He's the first openly gay Republican to win a House seat as a non-incumbent. Um, and uh, yeah, he basically, his story is that he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. He went to a New York City public college. Uh, he uh, then got into Stern Business School, which is a New York City really prestigious business school. He worked for Citigroup and Goldman. And uh, he started this amazing animal rescue charity. And uh, he like manages all these properties for his family He's like this up-and-coming businessman, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, the embodiment of Republican ideals, you know? He's just bootstraps. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, bootstraps. Being gay and got Jewish it. didn't stop me, you know? Yeah. Like, Or being an immigrant <laughs> didn't stop me, like, that kind of stuff. You don't see me down here just hollering about how gay and Jewish I am. It's like, no, actually, right. we do. <laughs> yeah, that's, like we, that's kind of a big part of your thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll go through – we'll just go through these sort of point by point. Um he not only he claimed to be Jewish, he claimed that his maternal grandparents, uh, his mom's parents, uh, were Ukrainian Jews who came to Brazil to flee the Holocaust. Yeah. So he claimed that he was um, related to Holocaust survivors. That is not true. Yeah, he's um, not very, Jewish. Very he famously, he said, I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was Jewish. Yeah, which like, is Gary Shandling, shut incredible. up. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to follow a lie with a hacky bit. It's like, are yeah. you trying to get he me just, to like, respect you, man? presses a button and the curb music plays. Like, it's yeah, the whole... Yeah. I said it was Jewish. Yeah, which is hilarious. It also, it's like, he couldn't just, uh, as we see with these guys, he couldn't just be Jewish. He's not just like, oh, my family's Jewish. My family's right. Holocaust escapee Jewish, dog. He, yeah. yeah. Out of he the Ukraine, really, the hard part. And, and that, I think, is like the, the real tell that should have been a tell much earlier is he, he does this thing like a lot of sort of the compulsive liar type people that we cover... He ties himself to these major tragedies and stuff. Like he also says um, that his mom was um, the first female executive at a major financial institution and that she worked in the World Trade Center and that um, she died because of complications from September 11th. So which like was a real thing that happened that like people had like really severe respiratory problems, people who survived. So he didn't say she died in the towers falling but he said she died because of surviving 9-11 yeah he didn't go full ran as easy yet exactly (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, this turns out not to be true. Uh, she died in 2016, and her job was listed as a cook and a house cleaner. So she was not to, that anybody can find. She did not work in a financial institution, and yeah, there, there's no evidence that she was working in the World Trade Center or anything yeah. like that. Nothing, um, you know, nothing you can, nothing admirable or anything. It's nothing to brag about that your mom was a cook and a homemaker who raised right. her son. Is that not <laughs> fucking good enough for you, you asshole? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. bad. Oh man, yeah. Let me find out. You know, like my mom or if I had kids, my kids are making up some shit about me. It's like, hey, man, my, my shit was messed up enough, man. You don't have to. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that is that that is hilarious because it's just like, it's like I'm sure your mom just loves to think that whatever she did wasn't enough. <laughs> right. So he also, as a gay as Jewish alluded- dude, he should have, he should think more about his mother. <laughs> it's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, as you alluded to, he also said that his father was a black man of Angolan descent and claimed to be biracial. This does not appear to be true. Um, he says, as as I mentioned, that he was born and raised in abject poverty and that he briefly attended uh, Horace Mann, which is a very prestigious New York City private school, um, but that he had to drop out because of how expensive it was. Horace Mann has no record of him. Uh, he says I didn't he go has to a Horace Mann. I went to Horace Mann. Latest <laughs> businessman, Jay-Z. <laughs> Bad, sorry. <laughs> he says he went to Baruch College for his, his uh, undergrad. He did not. Uh, he says he has an MBA from NYU Stern Business School. He does not. He said he uh, worked at Citigroup. He did, did not. He said, in particular with Citigroup, which I think is funny, he said he was an associate asset manager in the real estate division and um city said first of all we don't have a record of him working here second of all we stopped like we sold off our asset management operations in 2005 when this guy was like 12 so (laughs) no yeah he's Uh, like i'm really good at it i was like the doogie (laughs) hauser of asset management (laughs) also it's like what is it it's like did you like i know that like your parents can shift careers in your childhood and you can have like one portion of your childhood was like, you guys had no money and then your mom get a, gets right. a good job and you're raised in very different circumstances. But at what point is your mom like, at what point is she, uh, are you living in abject poverty or at what point is she the first female CEO? That's a good question. Yeah, it... for, Cause like, <laughs> I know there's been like, you know, like people be like, Oh yeah, my, we were kind of broken. My mom got, you know, a job at, at AT&T or whatever the case may be and our stuff changed around, but it's like, you don't just go from abject poverty to wealth management. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And an improbable trajectory. Um, yeah. he also says he worked at Goldman Sachs. He did not. Um, he, so that's like sort of the basic stuff. Um, there are some juicier lies in here that are fun. So for example, his mom, when his mom died in 2016, um, he had a friend help him set up a GoFundMe after she died. Um, again, if she was a big financial yeah. bigwig, <laughs> don't know why you'd need a GoFundMe. But hey, funerals she are died, expensive. But she died between checks. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, see, my mom died on the 15th, and we don't even have anything coming into the first, so I'm going to need this GoFundMe to start up. <laughs> so he started a GoFundMe, uh, and then like two weeks later – he invited the same friend who helped him set up the GoFundMe on a ski trip to the Poconos. And his friend was like, I think I know what that GoFundMe was for. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That's a, you got, like, I hope you, I hope you didn't post like the very least. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't find any archives of the GoFundMe, but this is what his friend said. Um, he also, again, with the tying himself to tragedies thing, he said in, uh, I think this was in a 2020 interview, he said this, um, that he had four employees die in the Pulse shooting in Orlando. Yeah. Um, which, of, of course, if you don't remember, that was the uh, really terrible mass shooting at a gay nightclub. Um, and yeah, he said he had a bunch of employees die. He was working in Florida at the time. Um, but there's no record that anybody he employed yeah. died there. And then when he was confronted on that, he was like, oh, well, they were about to start working for me. Yeah. It was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucked up because I got back to them on, uh, on LinkedIn and it, and it turns out they were already dead. Right. So it was double <laughs> tragedy. I was out for four new hires. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like, an insane thing to be like, how much does one guy need? That's where it's like, you know, we, we've done that one guy, um, that, that, 
uh, J.P. Majeski or whatever, the, the, the Ohio Senate candidate who yep. lied about his lies all followed a trajectory. It was like he lied about his strength of the, or his performance of the military and his uh, his exploits in business. And it was yep. like, yeah, those are two. That's a that's a career. You're, you're fabricating a career that makes or a, a path that makes sense. This yep. guy is just like name some shit. Yep. Lost somebody in that. Uh, you yeah. know, like, I, it, I, it I, reminds me of. Um... Remember that woman who wrote for Grey's Anatomy that we covered? Who, yes. Uh, she said she lost somebody in the Tree of Life shooting. And yeah. then she, like, basically, like, stole this other woman's life story and, like, acted like her brother was, like, stalking her or something. Like, just this need to, like, tie yourself to more serious or, like, yeah. bigger... Not only wins, but also losses. <laughs> Leave it to a Grey's Anatomy writer to just go on and on with some meandering bullshit that has no point and doesn't connect anywhere. It's like, <laughs> it's like, damn, that's that's crazy. You're perfect for that job. You can just keep going for 19 seasons and none yeah. of it makes any sense. Good for she you. She loved the melodrama. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, he. Uh, another thing he did that was like extremely shady was... Um, this charity that he claimed to have founded, which like he played up quite a bit in his election stuff as like evidence of his philanthropy um, called Friends of Pets United, which was like an animal rescue group. Um, it wasn't ever registered anywhere as a charity like the IRS can't <laughs> find it. Um, one place that it does seem to have existed is on Facebook as a Facebook group. And they did hold at least one fundraiser which mm. george santos put on and uh charged 50 dollars for entry um and according to the person who was supposed to receive the money uh he just stole all the money so yeah. <laughs> he he his fundraising thing for animal rescue ended up just being for himself he was yeah. the animal that needed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, animal rescues i'm a savage yeah, <laughs> uh, was like, like was it was it like a virtual event or was it like brick and mortar? It was a real event. Um, it was a, it was an event with a, a dri with drinks, uh, raffle, a silent auction, a live band, Whoa. like a whole thing. And, and apparently, it did happen. Fucked up cats he could find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, and then he just never gave the money. Um, and then again, here's my thing. My favorite thing is that this footnote that like nobody has even really asked him about because it's like there's so many other things. Yeah. Uh, in an interview in 2020, he said that he had a brain tumor and then it like oh, never yeah. came up again. <laughs> yeah, that's man. When you have this many lies out in the streets working and it's just it comes back and somebody's like, damn, man, you're stealing all this cat money. Your, your mom died twice. And it's like, oh, also, don't you have brain cancer? Like it's it, what it just it doesn't make any sense. Like it's. Yeah, again, just like the highest highs and the lowest lows, this yeah. guy. Like he needs he needs all of it. Yeah, he's like, um, I'm he simultaneously the least and most lucky man alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's Ed, which I feel like is a real hallmark of people who like a need to lie and also like need to lie to keep attention on them. Like yeah. it's all just about attention. It doesn't matter if it's sympathy or admiration or envy. It just needs to be people looking at them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this guy, like, I don't know. He like I've seen interviews of him. He's he's like I, I hate his politics so much that it's hard for me to be like he's charming. I And yeah. I wouldn't say he's charming, but like I, I do. I do like kind of get it. Like yeah. if you're if if you're prime to like want a gay Jewish Trump supporting republican like if that's something that you want i get why you'd be like okay this is our guy you know yeah yeah well it's funny to see them out there caping for him like they're like 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 you know because they they don't want to you know obviously the republican party has been having it's been a fucking spectacle this week and yeah no it, they're like really keeping silent about this now like they yeah. have not condemned this guy they're just waiting to see what plays out yeah marjorie taylor green's goofy ass was like uh she was like the left hates him because he's everything they can't stand he's like gay it's like he's a gay trump jewish she basically like just repeated all his lies and it's like no he's none of those things they're always like right. one of those things yeah yeah and and also like you gotta wonder like to what extent does this guy really believe anything? Like yeah. if his whole thing is, which again, like I don't have a fucking degree. I'm just a person speculating on the, on, on a podcast, but like 
it seems like he really needs attention. And what gets you more attention than being like, wow, I'm such an anomaly. I'm gay yeah. and I like Trump. Like, yeah. does he actually like, care about anything? Like, does he have <laughs> any beliefs? I, I don't know. I don't know he, if somebody like this is capable of having beliefs. He seems like a real blank slate of a person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and like, it, well, even like, I know, like, I was looking at stuff about his, uh, his living situations in the past. And every We're going to get were, into that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it feels like, yeah, if he, if he doesn't stand for anything, he's immediately ready to uh, exploit like like the things that are true about him, the fact that he's gay, like that doesn't even really have like it feels like he doesn't hold that at any kind of importance because as soon as it's it's his convenience to exploit it or to you know to 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 use that as an excuse for why his neighbors mess with him, it's like oh it's that it's like he doesn't even yeah even the thing that's real about him he doesn't really believe in yeah it it he's I think he's just like trying to he's surviving from lie to lie. Uh, if you if you like this podcast, you might like a movie. My favorite movie of last year called Red Rocket. Did you see that movie? Pat? I did not. No. I think you'd like it. It takes place in Texas City, like oh, out by yeah. Houston. Yeah, it's great. Um, but it's about this this uh, porn star who like things kind of go bad for him in L.A. and he goes back to his hometown of Texas City and like basically tries to like sweet talk his way back into his ex-wife's house and like kind of <laughs> kind of mooch off of that it's it's a great yeah. movie but it's just like it's a great character study in like a hustler like yeah. just a a bottomlessly uh unethical do whatever <laughs> it takes to get by kind of hu- like in the classic sense hustler it's, yeah, it's really yeah. great and that's that kind of what this guy that's kind of what this guy reminds me yeah. of. it's just like well, he had, he's he doing what he's got to do to to keep living the high life yeah <laughs> he had the interview with tulsi gabbard that was just hilarious where she was like um so so she was basically saying that like uh so all of this stuff is false and he goes it's not false it's debatable which like yeah. which, which is like that was what almost that was where i was kind of like i gotta kind of respect this dude because like what a thing it's like no it's not false it's up for debate so you're saying like right. it's potentially false like right it's not false it's potentially false but you haven't proven that yet you haven't so, proven it yeah. yeah so here's what's true about him what was he actually doing for his life. So it does seem like he was born in Queens or at least lived there. He got his GED in Queens uh, in, in uh, I think 2006. Um, by oh, that's 2008. right. He's younger than us. Holy shit. <laughs> <I keep laughs> he's he's my forgetting. age. I was 2006. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was oh three. I keep forgetting he's younger than me. <laughs> so he got his GED in 2006. By 2008, he was living uh, with his mom in Brazil where uh, his parents are from. Um, he was 19 in 2008 and, uh, he, at that age, stole a checkbook from a man that his mother was taking care of. So his mom was like a home aide cook, like okay. cleaner. So there was this like old guy that she was sort of in charge of and Santos stole his checkbook and was arrested for, uh, using the checkbook to make, uh, some fraudulent purchases. He bought some sneakers. I don't know what kind. I wish we had that detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can, we get, can we get that info? We can. Okay. We can. <laughs> Still undetermined. So he was, he did confess to this crime in 2010. Um, but by the time the trial rolled around, he was back in the U S so he basically skipped town. Um, <laughs> and there was a warrant out for him apparently. So after, and this is also funny because like this is when he moves into like, oh, I've had this coworker territory. Um, yeah. When he moved back to the U.S. from October 2011 to July 2012, he worked at, as a customer service rep at a call center for Dish. In, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, in College Point, Queens. So like I'm just thinking about like the jobs I had like that and like. I feel like guy who lies about everything is a staple of those jobs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> flexing beyond their means to yep. all their coworkers. Yep. Dude, we had a guy lie about speaking Japanese. I don't, I, if I said this on a recent you told, episode. You told us yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was like and then he got like, called on it. Yeah, a Japanese guy showed up where he goes, oh, you're Japanese. He started speaking to him in Japanese. And it was just like, uh. oh, but dude didn't know a fucking lick. And it was like, why would you lie about that? You know? And that is so yeah. funny to think about that coworker now being in the halls of power. In the power. house of representatives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> During one of the most like crazy weeks where like, it was like, it feels like obviously 
any week there's any week that's that for him to be there where they're taking votes 11 12 times that's an important week and he is there for that which right. is just insanity right <laughs> yeah like this really kind of historic thing that's happening he is a part of that's yeah. nuts i love um, that the republican party is being forced to deal with these fucking ghouls they've created it's and, delightful yeah it's, yeah i'm not mad they, about it they're totally stuck like they can't if they go against those people, they will lose their seats. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, awful, it's just, but it's very funny. Yeah, it's just all Jewish space lasers. All you guys, all these guys that just right. got into it to just to make a quick fucking buck, which is like I think why you get into politics. Now they're being yeah, they're being confronted with the true believers and they're just like, What no, no, this is all about making money. It's not about actually getting anything done. Right. What the fuck are you guys doing? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's great. They're being forced be to like smoke the whole pack of cigarettes of all the yeah. shit they've been saying for so long. It's delightful. Um, but yeah, so uh, while he was working at Dish, um, some of his lies, he said that he he told them all that he'd been a journalist in Brazil. Um, and the coworkers were like, we can't find her name anywhere, dude. Sure, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Wrong year to pull that shit. Out. Yeah, with like the entire industry's been on. In 2012, the entire like media industry's been online for like seven years. Right. It's like you can't lie about being a journalist at this point. So he said he was a journalist. He said he was taking classes at Baruch College. Again, no evidence of that. Um, he said that he was like making big on Wall Street, but he never seemed to have money, and he'd like yeah. borrow money from people, and not pay it back. Um, <laughs> This is also, and I don't have a lot of info about this, um, but it it did come out sort of a little later in this, um, that in 2012, that's also when he got married. He was married to a woman. Um, they divorced. They didn't divorce until 2019, but it doesn't seem like they were living together or anything like you, at least by 2014, they were like she was not in the picture, even yeah. though they were still legally married. Do you think there was like so, a, like a marriage of convenience thing there, or like a, like it benefited them in some way? Because it feels like that would be, or if he was running a con on her, like I, I guess that's one of the things we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, my my guess is just based on the fact that like there's not a lot of information about her, like his friends haven't said anything. I think it was probably for immigration. Is yeah. my guess. But who knows? Like, we don't know. There's yeah. no there's no way to, to know. He just um, liked her apartment and was like, I need a place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I he hasn't really said a lot about it. He he said he basically said, which is like, if he wasn't just like a known liar, I think this would make total sense where he's just like people change. Like, I, yeah. you know, I'm I'm living as a gay man. Like, I I didn't always live as a gay man. And like, that's kind of all he said about yeah. it. Um, what he should have done is he should have waited for the gay reveal until after he got caught lying. And when it was like, he should have been like, oh, oh yeah, well, hey, look, what's in the past? The past. Also, I'm gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that was the time to drop that. <laughs> like, well, what's interesting is they got divorced right before the first time he ran for Congress. So I, I and he did in 2020. He was also running as a gay man. Yeah. So I wonder if it was just like a I don't want people digging into this because it wasn't totally on the up and up like yeah. maybe maybe they got married for health insurance maybe they got married to help her get into the country like something that you wouldn't want yeah, coming yeah, up in yeah, your yeah. congressional campaign and also he was running on the fact that he was a gay republican yeah. so like yeah. yeah so if there's ever a time to divorce that woman that you're married to it's the time that you're it. running as a gay man <laughs> yeah which like of course this has prompted many jokes about a gay politician was married to a woman yeah, that yeah, never yeah. happens yeah. it's like yeah that's pretty much how it was done until like last yeah, year yeah <laughs> um but yeah so there's like one quote one sort of recollection of him here that, like, I guess what I'm trying to get at by, like, piecing together the rest of his life is that, like, he is not just scamming to get into politics. He is a true scammer for all time. He is, yeah. he is in this for life. This is not <laughs> behavior that started with his election campaign, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the recollection I have of him is from uh, Pedro Villarva, who was um, his boyfriend in 2014, which is why I said, like, the woman was out of the picture because yeah. Pedro doesn't mention her. Um, one thing that is extremely shady about this is that when they met, uh, Pedro was 18 and Santos was 26. 
Oh, little, yeah. little creepy, yeah, little gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's one of those things where it's like, 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 as a, like, if you like backtrack like a few months before they met, like even if the dates are a little off, it gets very, very problematic. Like, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It's like mm, that's technically allowed, but yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know what's going on there, but like that's yeah, that's right. not cool. Um, but they did. They so they dated for a while, and then um, Santos suggested they move in together, which they did. And of course, this became Santos talking a big game about how he was going to make all this money from his investments, but he didn't have any. So Pedro was going to have to front the bills. Ugh. Getting an eighteen-year-old to pay, like, yeah, right. <laughs> don't hook up with an eighteen-year-old if this is your prerogative, because they yeah. do not have money. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to exploit an eighteen-year-old, yeah, yeah, don't exploit. Yeah, yeah. you're the one who has to pay for them. If you're yeah, doing that's how that this shit. That's shit. how this shit works, man. Yeah. Exactly. You foot the bills. They live with you and walk around your house looking hot. Like, right. That, that's that's the only the only thing to do. Yeah, you're over here. You got it all fucked up, man. Like, you're like, right. Doing the whole yeah. thing backwards. I'm gonna start dating but this eighteen-year-old, have him pay all my bills. Like you're gonna get evicted in three months, dude. <laughs> well, that is what ends up happening to this guy. Um, but it, ha- it happens after Pedro realizes what's going on. So they they dated and lived together until early 2015 um, when Pedro uh, Santos surprised Pedro with tickets to Hawaii. Like he was like, baby, I'm taking you to Hawaii. We're going. Pack yeah. your bags. Uh that was all a lie. He did not have tickets to Hawaii. Like, <laughs> I I don't know the details there, but it's like, how do you expect that to end, man? That's yeah. Not- <laughs> That's like one of those like you, you like you get immediate love. It's like I'm taking you to Hawaii. It's like, oh my god, that's so cool. And it's like, you how long is that? Like three hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until you realize that there's no fucking trip to Hawaii. Until you're like in the car going to JFK and you're like, yeah, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> What am He's I gonna like, do here? I'll go talk to them at the at the counter. He comes back like, "You are not gonna believe this right. shit, man!" <laughs> like, they canceled the flight to Hawaii because they don't like gays in Hawaii. I can't believe that. You know, they I'm not can't even gonna... handle a gay Republican in <laughs> yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Ooh, not on my plane." No, I'm not even gonna post about it. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's when he got suspicious, and then uh, a while later, his cell phone went missing, and he was like, "I think." This guy pawned my cell phone. I think that's what happened. Uh, so that caused him to Google him, which again, this speaks to how terrible the New York State Democrats are at their job. This 18 year old boy Googled <laughs> this guy, which, like, and he yeah. has a common name, and this 18 year old still figured it yeah. out. Also, and he, he Googled he did it him with- and found the Brazilian, found he was wanted by Brazilian police. Damn. So and he did if it with he no found phone. It, the fucking oppo research people could yeah, yeah, yeah. and he didn't have a phone you're right yeah he, like, yeah, he had to go to a goddamn library yeah and they couldn't even just one quick google like nope. just, yeah even if they were like hey, just google how are we gonna beat george santos like you know like, like just google that <laughs> and his yeah. name will come up eventually yeah so thankfully pedro got out um and then a few so, months so, later pedro, if you're out there Fucking keep rocking on, man. We, we hell yeah! You. Thank you for giving. Uh, thank you for giving interviews, Pedro. Yeah. We really appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. You're a good sport. Yeah. Get real messy, Pedro. Like yeah. we we need you out here. Spill the tea, Pedro. Yeah, spill it. Get all, paid. Dude. Get paid for these appearances. Yeah. Oh Pedro. yeah. Also, can't stress that enough. I I hope Pedro's <laughs> doing good, man. Me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So a couple months after Pedro moved out, uh, Santos is served an eviction notice, as you said. The eighteen-year-old apparently was doing good because he was yeah. paying. He was paying. He was, on, he was on top of his game. He's googling shit. He's bringing money in. Yeah. So the first this is the, a, a series of evictions happened to this guy, but this is in November 2015. Um, his landlord files an eviction suit in housing court against him, and this is kind of weird to me. It's for two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, which seems low to me for housing court. Like, yeah. That's only like a month or two. I don't know. Yeah, New York, that doesn't seem like a full. It's like, I think, I don't know what New York's eviction laws are, but it feels like you got to rack up a few months. Right. And that's like, what's weird too is that they find in favor of the landlord, which like, I don't know. You have to like be a pretty gnarly tenant for, to to like really get evicted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. You have to be like 
doing some really shady shit for the most part, <laughs> or like really not paying. Yeah, um, but a series of evictions is just a a terrifying sentence. That's just like yeah. just think about that, like oh shit. But yeah, just like like an eviction usually wipes somebody out, but somehow this dude kept moving. He was just like, man, I don't kept going. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first eviction. We'll get to the second one in, in a minute. Um, after he gets evicted, he he does what all uh, scammers who are down on their luck do uh, and moves to Central Florida, which <laughs> it's like the guy in Red Rocket going back to Texas City. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's just where you go, you know? Yeah. I wonder, like, at, at any given time, how many scammers are in Central Florida just kind of getting shit to, together again? They're like, yeah, all right. Collecting. Yeah, yeah, plot their next move, just hanging out. They should have, like, a We it's Work Ted spaces. Bundy went. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, it's where to you get, go to get his groove back. He's like, let me just figure out what this is all about, man. <laughs> so he goes there, and this is one of the only legitimate jobs that he he put on both his fake resume and that he actually worked. Um, he worked for this company called Hotels Pro, which was a like a hotel booking company owned by a company called Met Global, and uh, he was a VP there. So he did like. Nothing super wild fancy. I think he earned like $60,000 a year or something, yeah. but like he was doing okay and yeah. he was doing this like legitimate job. Um, but again, like with when he was working at Dish, he was talking himself up to his coworkers as this high roller who was just sort of like passing time because his investments had taken a downturn, but it was only a matter of time until he was back on top. You yeah, know? that was me at Thundercloud during quarantine. I yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. You know, once, you know, once shit opens back up, I'm going to get out of here and let y'all make these sandwiches <laughs> again, but also I need as many hours as I can get. <laughs> yeah, that's basically his coworkers were like, he was not acting like a guy who had lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> he was really... <laughs> I don't My think it would work a $60,000 yeah. a year job in such a biggest inclination I had, had is, of money. Yeah, the biggest inclination I had is why he may not have had as much money as he said he did was he kept asking me to borrow money. Yeah. And, I, and, I thought, and not paying me back. Yeah, not paying me back, yeah. So um, he then moves back to New York, and in May of 2017, he faces another eviction case. This one, he owes more than $10,000. So I'm Damn. like, okay, that to me... Yeah. That, I was surprised by the other one. Ten, only $10,000, you're going to get your ass taken yeah. to housing court for sure. That's a real uh, that's a real New York eviction right there. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's quality eviction. So um, he said, uh, his, his landlord said he hadn't paid rent in over five months. Um, there was a warrant of eviction, and he, he ended up owing over $12,000 in a civil <sighs> judgment, which he, of course, did not pay. Um Cause why would no. he? Yeah, why? Yeah, why would you <laughs> say, dude? Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're not gonna take him down with a oh a court order to pay ten grand. That's not gonna knock my boy George Santos off his pivot. No, absolutely he, not. Yeah, there's a bullet off of Superman's chest right there. He's gonna take that and keep moving. Well, he like th this is the thing is like obviously I can't root for a landlord. That's yeah. tough to do, you know. <laughs> but thankfully, uh, Santos makes it easy for all of us because these evictions are very ironic because he uh, also pretended to be a landlord who wanted to evict people <laughs> in a massive move of projection. Um, <laughs> during COVID, he was constantly tweeting about the squatters in his 13 properties that he could not kick out, uh, who weren't paying rent, these lowly, no good non-rent payers. Yeah. yeah, middle of a if you're gonna think of a time to like get people on your side for being a landlord, middle of pandemic, not a good look. That was not a good look for anybody if you're trying to evict people in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And time he your was life. getting evicted when times were good. Yeah. So it's like, what do you fucking? What do you mean you're a gay Republican? Like, you were getting evicted during like the normal economy, and now yeah, you're yeah, like this yeah. fucking COVID freezes on pandemics or. or COVID freezes on evictions are ruining me. Yeah. So just very funny. It's like, okay, well, the like last grain of sympathy I had for you because I don't like landlords is pretty much gone. Cause like yeah. you were the victim of landlords and you still sided with landlords to the point that you pretended to be one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Man, pretending to be a landlord. That's just a sad, the saddest dude at the landlord party. Like, I don't so do whatever sad. landlords do. I don't they have, like, cockfights and, like, can trade homemade jewelry. I don't know. About, <laughs> I, I, who knows what they do? But, yeah, the guy there who clearly doesn't own any properties. 
Well, that's so he would he claimed that he owned. Yeah, he claimed that his family had 13 properties. Um, two of them, he said, were mansions in Long Island. And he was trying to sell uh, this mansion that he claimed to own in the Hamptons. He was like, well, I don't go out to my Hamptons house that much. Who wants to buy it? It's not his fucking house. Like, uh, he said he tried to sell it. The the f- house that he pretended was his. He tried to sell for ten million dollars. It actually sold for two million dollars. So he's even like picking. He's like even embellishing the things that he made up. Out yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> just insane. An embellishment of an embellishment. Yeah, uh, truly, truly incredible stuff. Um, yeah, so just. A, a absolute asshole. Um, he uh, in in 2019 he decides to run for office. Um, I guess I I don't know what prompted him. Which there's there's a few sort of questions here about like where this guy came from politically that are sort of still unsolved. Which hopefully we'll learn more about as he is investigated, which we'll also get into. But um, so he launches his first run to house in November 2019. And uh, he says he was working at a company called Linkbridge Investors, um, just another sort of financial services company. Um, it does seem like he worked there again. He was a VP there like he was at, at Hotels Pro. Um, he declared earnings of $55,000. And uh, around like after he submitted these financial disclosure forms, sometime during his Congress run, um, he became the regional director of a company called Harbor City Capital, which is another sort of investment firm. Um, but the thing about Harbor City Capital is that uh, they have already been investigated and been found to be a Ponzi scheme. So uh. George Santos was not like the he was not a higher up in this company. So he didn't end up like going to jail or having any fines. And he claimed prior to everyone knowing that this guy was a scammer, he claimed to not have any knowledge that this was a Ponzi scheme. But um, yeah, they Harbor city capital, this place where he worked was investigated by the sec. They filed a lawsuit that said that um, this company had taken $17 million from people and uh, the founders faced fines and jail time. And Santos just got off. Cause he was just like, I don't know. I'm just an underling. Yeah. <laughs> the, the- Oh, there's a, there's a hook to this one? There, well, there is more. So he says that he didn't know, but then two weeks after this company was dissolved because of the SEC complaint, um, a handful of former employees and executives at this company founded another company called Red Strategies USA, and uh, corporate filings list Santos's LLC as a partial owner. So, like, he was clearly involved. Yeah, yeah. Clearly involved. <laughs> Damn it! It's like the one thing, like you know, I don't know, the one thing you don't, oh, you don't want to take credit for it. It's like the one, the one thing that finally, I don't know, the, like the, the first, the first real scam, and he's like separates himself from it. But like, it's like you're clearly a part of that too, right? You, if they like looked into anything about him, they'd be like, this guy is clearly, like, yeah, this guy is clearly a fucking part of it. So, yeah, um, Harbor City, like they, and of course this was shady. They attracted investors with YouTube videos. So, oh yeah. Yeah, that's like the shadiest shit. It's basically just like a crypto scam, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, anybody stupid enough to not skip ad is gonna right. <laughs> is gonna get fooled by that. Which is just anybody not stupid enough, no, too stupid to not skip the ad. So, and this is we get a little bit in the weeds here. I'm gonna try to keep this part pretty brief. Um, but so around this time, after Harbor City Capital dissolved, when they named his LLC in this Red Strategies USA company. His LLC is called the DeVolder Corporation, which is his, his middle name or another one of his names, um, DeVolder. Uh, the Red Strategies listed the DeVolder organization as a part owner, but the DeVolder Corp- organization had not yet been incorporated. So like two weeks after they incorporate Red Strategies, he incorporates DeVolder. And then uh, this group, Red Strategies, they do uh, political consulting work, which basically just means was paid by for unspecified reasons. Yeah. Um, they did political consulting work for the Republican who unsuccessfully ran against AOC that year, which <laughs> is just like all these people are connected and shady and yeah. weird. And yeah, so. Um, is, is that believed to be like his first like link to like politics? 
Well, this was all happening around the time that he was running for Congress. Yeah. So I, I think this was like sort of concurrent. Um, but the, th- the thing that's also shady about these is when you incorporate like this, you need to file an annual report in order to stay a corporation. And none of these organizations did. So they were all automatically dissolved the next year, which is just like very weird. Yeah. Um, so another thing that, again, this is the part that's like, we don't totally know what happened here, but the DeVolder Corporation, um, before it was dissolved for not filing an annual report, um, Santos claimed that he made $750,000 from it. Um, and he said it was a client services company, but he didn't list any clients, which like that's against the rules. And yeah. this is probably what's going to end up bringing him down. It's not going to be lying about being Jewish or something. It's going <laughs> to be campaign finance laws. Yeah. That's what's going to screw him over is like financial disclosure stuff and misuse of funds. So um, yeah, we don't know where he got that money. Um, this also, he gave a $700,000 donation to his own campaign. They don't know where that money came from. Yeah. Did he position that as a loan? Yeah. But like it was a loan from him. Yeah. To it, the, so like, where did he get that money? Yeah. We don't know. It, is, know? There, is there a possible way? So like, I don't like if the funds are like totally accounted for, but like that feels like there might be a way to be like, oh no, I loaned my campaign $750,000. So now we get, we get this campaign finance and now it is my campaign's responsibility to pay me back $750,000. But if you could falsify the loan in the first place, like there was mm. no loan and then you're being maybe. paid back out of the campaign finance funds, maybe that's a way to like, you know, like, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, siphon. Like in the pawn shop, be like writing a ghost loan. Be like, yeah, there was a exactly. set of ribs in here. I gave four grand for, and they're not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, it, it totally could be that. Um, it's it's just like, it's all very strange, and he's very vague about it. And uh, yeah, you can't say you have a client services firm and then not list any clients because you have to disclose any. If, if you're getting paid more than $5,000 from a single source, you have to disclose it on these campaign financial disclosure forms. Yeah. So, like, unless you have a bajillion clients all paying you $4,999, like, this is going to be a problem. So, um, the mystery donor is just him with like glasses and a fake nose. It's like, hey, <laughs> I'm Sorge Jantos. <laughs> right. It's, it's very weird. So, uh, the DeVolder Corporation has no public-facing assets or other property, no other employees. He doesn't list any clients on the disclosure forms. This all is probably in violation, if not yeah. just, like, totally outright lies. And um, I know it's all fake, but it's just it's like, what are you going to consult somebody on? It's like, hey, are you a are, are you a fake Jewish, fake black gay businessman out there? Like, do you need some consultation? Like, what what are you even an expert on other than just being full of shit? That's hilarious. You know what's kind of interesting to me? He um, says that his organization, he says that what he does is he connects rich people with um, luxury, high value items. So, like, he says love he'll like, help people get a yacht or yeah. like help people get a private jet, which you know who did that? The guy who fraudulently tried to buy the Islanders. Remember? Oh, yeah. That was his job. So, just. Yeah. Very interesting that yeah, that's what that's, he said that he does. Well, yeah, I, I guess it'd be like if your job is facilitating rich people with their toys, there's a lot of room for scamming. I, I like, and also you're somebody who's like obsessed with image and yeah. w- like looking wealthy and stuff like yep. that. But well, I don't like even know if he with, even did that. Like, it's yeah. hard to say if yeah, that he even actually did that. Yeah. Well, that's like like with Brett Favre when he said in his, his welfare scandal, he was like, "Well, no, no, no. What, I'm rich, so rich people don't donate money; they raise money." Is yep. what he would, and, it, and it, it's kind of a thing. It's like the the, um, yeah, just connect, connecting, uh, yeah, connecting the wealthy with with their with, with the things they want and stuff. And it's like instead of just giving money, I don't know, you're just trying to like procure wealth from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I've been out in West Austin all week, and it's one new little fun fact I've learned about the wealthy. I was tweeting about it today. Their house is just their houses are full of people all the time who don't live there. Like we were there yeah. today, it was me, the other carpenter, a, a guy doing a marble countertop, a dog groomer, and a house cleaner, and the people <laughs> weren't there. <laughs> like, yeah, it was the craziest fucking yeah, whole different crowd out there. Yeah, I noticed that when I was in Los Angeles, like just walking around, um, 
just everybody ha- like nobody's home but everybody has like gardeners in their lawns and like yeah. maids at their house and stuff it's very weird yeah very strange to the me. whole neighborhood um, is just full of uh construction workers and white women walking two dogs <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so this is sort of the last little piece of this here is again i think this stuff is actually what's going to bring him down it's not going to be lying about you know where he went to school and stuff because that that's just like it it's more egregious in some ways, but it's also like harder to kind of prosecute. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, actually, there's one more fun lie before we get into the campaign finance stuff, just in the timeline of things. So, um, in 2021, um, he said that he and his husband Matt, who he talks about being married to a man, he he refers to his husband Matt. People haven't he Matt has not been on the campaign trail like people have not seen Matt, but we'll get into there. Some people have witnessed Matt, so (laughs) I don't know what's going on with Matt, but he said his husband's name is Matt. Uh, We have not gotten any quotes from Matt that I understand. (laughs) I the 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 funniest thing that could be for Matt is either a uh, he's super reserved and is over George's shit uh, already or he's like mid-twenties service industry messy gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, either one of those would be hilarious to me, but if he was just, like, a dude who, like, bartends at Jack Jackalope South Shore, like, and he's just, yes. like, yeah, just a, a ball of chaos, I would also love that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, yeah, just doesn't give a fuck about any of this. It's just having yeah, a great yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is gonna get popped for cocaine during the next campaign. <laughs> <laughs> So Santos said that he and his husband, Matt, in 2021, had hit, their house had gotten egged and people had thrown rocks at it um, because they had gone to a party at Mar-a-Lago and <laughs> that they had been harassed because they had been to a party at Mar-a-Lago. Um, you know, and he said, Santos said they had to move because of it. They were, you know, yeah. like, th- and this is a classic case of uh, that guy who spray painted Black's Rule yeah. on his own driveway. <laughs> like... <laughs> He lived in this apartment, this like split level house, and the other person who lived in that house was like interviewed by the New York Times, and they were like, "That didn't happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> our house never got egged." Yeah. And also, they didn't move. Like, they lived there. They they didn't. They said they moved. They didn't move. Oh so, man, very That's, funny. That, I don't know why that shocked me. He lied about everything else, but I was like, he didn't move. I was like, That's- <laughs> crazy that's that that somehow got me though but yeah that's also yeah it's one of those things of like he has a whole new other thing to play with of of, of discrimination it's like they hate me because i'm gay they hate me because i'm jewish also they hate me because i went to mar-a-lago and it's right like nobody yeah gives a shit also like i feel like in new york you're not super personable with your neighbors it might be like hey, hey what's up like, yeah, i don't know why people would know that how do they know like i smell it on you smell like central florida you piece of shit right. like, how is that? <laughs> i don't know that's very strange um but so they did actually end up moving somewhere because that is some of the evidence that is being used against them in this complaint that just got filed which we'll talk about um so during this congressional run uh, it seems like Santos was just wildly misusing funds and wildly overspending. Um, and one of the things that they th- think he was spending on was rent in a house in Long Island for him and his husband. And this is where I said that Matt has been witnessed. So the campaign paid $11,000 to a company uh, called, quote unquote, Cleaner123. So, you know, nothing suspicious about that very yeah, yeah. clear name. Just, just zip, zap, zap, get them out of here. You know, like, yep. cleaner one, two, three, done and done. So cleaner one, two, three, that was, that payment was listed as apartment rental for staff um, on his campaign disclosure forms. Um, but the neighbor of this house, which again, just I'm imagining like nosy Long Island neighbors. Very funny. <laughs> um, one of the neighbors told the times uh, that they'd seen Santos and his husband living there. Which, it's not against the rules to pay for campaign staff apartments. It is against the rules to pay the rent of the candidate. <laughs> like, you can't do that. So, um, <laughs> which I mean, I, I'm sure his argument is like, I am clearly the most important staff member. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, other things that are suspicious here, um, he spent, and again, this is a local election. This is for a district in Northern Long Island and a part of Queens. He spent. $40,000 on air travel, $30,000 on hotels, $14,000 on car services. For comparison, 
a guy who was running in Suffolk County, which is just a little further out in Long Island, he spent $900 on hotel stays, $3,000 on airfare, and $900 on car services. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and and apparently, like, Santos was, was um, listing, like, trips across the country as, like, yeah. part of his campaign y- stuff. Yeah, which, well, like, I got to go campaign for the, the ninth District in, in you know, Seattle this weekend. Like, it doesn't make any right. sense. Why would you have to go there? Like, it would make sense if you were like Nancy Pelosi or Bernie Sanders or somebody who's like uh, endorsing candidates yeah. in other places, but this guy's never held office before. Like, there's yeah. no yeah, yeah. reason <laughs> he needs <laughs> to be. nothing to offer anyone. Dude, that's like 14000 on car services. He's just taking the Ubers on his everyday life, clearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And fourteen. Grand, I feel like that's the thing. I feel like I could probably rack up $14,000 on car services easy. in, like, probably, probably. Let's say, if I were really trying, two months. Two months, Easy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get in one day. It's like just drive around. I'm just feeling stressed. <laughs> it's like, it's just like hey. I don't know. I kind of feel like going hiking today. Bring yeah, me upstate yeah. or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Surge prices. I don't give a shit. What's a surge? It doesn't bother yeah. me none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another thing that's really suspicious about his paperwork is that there are dozens of expenses. Listed as one hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents, which is one cent below the threshold at which the federal law requires receipts. So, really, not even trying, not even throwing a couple like sixty seven thirty eights in yeah, there or something. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you got to mix it up. You can't do one ninety nine ninety nine every time. What just? What a sloppy. Like, like, it's almost to the point where I'm like, I'm like, he doesn't like, you're like, what does he believe? It's like, he doesn't want to be in office. I think he just wants the the attention, but also he's definitely getting very comfortable with the access to the free flow of cash. That's something that's, that I'm sure might have, if he might've started this out for attention, but I can imagine the ease of living that he has experienced, uh, during all this, I'm sure is going to be a newfound addiction for that man. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, this is again, this is the kind of lying that. Tell, lets you tell your boyfriend you bought him a trip to Hawaii with no tickets to Hawaii. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is not someone with, like, foresight, you yeah. know? Like, this is somebody who is flying by the seat of their pants with their lies, and it's shocking that he got away with this as long as he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, just, like, one last kind of thing here. So there is one other thing with his campaign that does not involve him that I'm very curious to see what happens with. So, um, cause like you gotta imagine that people around him were at least a little bit suspicious or like, yeah, if, if not in the know, then like at least I, I can't imagine they were wholly ignorant. And some evidence of this is that one thing that they found was that, so they raised about $3 million for this campaign. 700,000 of it, as I said, came from Santos. The rest of it came from donors, um, but some of the way they got the money is that um, this guy who was working in Santos's campaign was calling donors pretending to be now Speaker Kevin McCarthy's chief of staff. So he was impersonating Kevin McCarthy's chief yeah. of staff to raise money for Santos. So basically acting like Santos had been endorsed by this, like, yeah, big, yeah. you know, and that they were personally making calls for him. Which is illegal. That is illegal. (laughs) And it also speaks to the fact that, like, Santos is not the only crooked person in this organization, you know? Yeah. Well, again, it's it's like the the Trump presidency. Like, it was just this whirling dervish of chaos that all sorts of other bullshitters were able to latch themselves onto. Yeah. And I I, I don't know. Like, I can imagine if you worked professionally for campaigns. Uh, after a few years, you can just spot somebody where like, oh, this is a shit show. And I don't. Yeah. And maybe there's like. You know, I, I can imagine if th- that, that it knows how to like it. Like if you are you work at a place and you realize they don't count money or whatever, or they don't check inventory and you're like, well, guess who's eating a sandwich every day? Your boy, right. you know, because <laughs> they don't check the shit. I wonder if that's a campaign staffer being like, this guy is completely full of shit and is only a while till the bottom falls out. I'm just going to start doing my I'm thing. Go here for too. It. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious as to what's going to happen with that. Um, but yeah, so yesterday, the Federal Election Commission filed a complaint against him. Um, Santos has said that he, the only thing he's guilty of is embellishing his resume. He said that he hasn't done anything unethical. The only thing I'm guilty of is caring too much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He's, 
it's it's really interesting though because like yeah marjorie taylor green is like going off or whatever but like the party leadership is really keeping like the republican party leadership is not making a statement on this like they yeah. are not condemning him they are just waiting to see what happens yeah because so, they 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 don't want to make that move you know yeah it's it's like if they because they, they're holding on by a razor thin fucking margin right they don't yeah. want to lose any seats and i i think they probably would uh lose the seat if he even if they found a Republican to run in his place, I, I feel like yeah. the Democrat would win just because Republicans in this district are really mad about this. Like everybody who lives in this district is really mad about this. Yeah. Um, there was, I will say there was a local paper that kind of raised red flags about Santos back in September. Uh, I think they're called the North shore leader. They're like a North shore Long Island uh, local newspaper, but nobody really picked up, picked up on yeah. it. And again, like this is a huge problem with, the New York state Democrats, but it's also a huge problem with gutting local journalism. The fact that local papers don't have money anymore yeah. to investigate things. Like they don't have money to pay people to do investigative reporting. And that's how this stuff happens. So, and like Newsweek is on Long Island, but they're run by Republicans. So why yeah. would they look into oppo research on a Republican? So yeah, it's uh, it's really frustrating and sad, but also extremely funny. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> man, I just the 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 nightmare blunt rotation that is the the current like uh, Republican Party is yeah, just Jesus. insane, man. So cursed. Yeah, uh, worth it. I mean, I guess we still got to see how it plays out, but as of right now, I mean, the guy's kind of killing it. You know, he might be able to like do a written house, you know, and just yeah. like become like a meme guy for the right. Uh, yeah, because they have no scruples. They don't care. They're yeah. like, oh, you made a bunch of libs mad. Even if it's by murdering people, we're still going to like, yeah, we don't act like that's based of you or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Yeah, he, who knows? Yeah, he's he's good. I, I, I can see that. He definitely has wherever he goes. He's got a career. Uh, in some one of those, you know, some sideshow, yeah, yeah, some shit heap network, um, yeah. But for right now, he's he's living pretty good. Also, imagine your first week of work, you don't do, you don't have to do anything. It's <laughs> true, yeah, yeah. You got he got all those free meals. I'm he got sure a week he loves of snow shit. days, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So worth it right now, but the jury's still out, man. Uh, yeah. So God, yeah. That to Kat, thank you so much. I know that was a big story because I wanted to keep our, our regular back and forth release schedule. But I was like, that George Santos is hot right now. And I, 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 yeah, so thank you for looking all that up because, yeah, you give that guy five more minutes and there's two more pages of material to look at. Right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, guys, that was the story for George Santos. Uh, if you liked what you heard, we do uh, two of these every month for free. And we're going to have a new episode, two new episodes dropping every month on our Patreon as well. That's patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Uh, we also have our YouTube videos going to be are, are up now so go check us out on YouTube we're on TikTok we're freaking everywhere and uh, if you got to come find me I'm on the internet at PZTX that's P-E-E-Z-Y T-X I post all my dates I'm going to be back in McAllen at, uh, in the, the valley in South Texas on the 20th that's going to be really fun so uh, check me out uh, yeah Kath you got anything coming up? Um, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive it's a weekly podcast where we talk about stupid news stories from the past week I'm on social media at Kath Barbadoro. I post all my dates on there. Uh, I think that's all I got. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, be safe out there. Enjoy your new year. Be safe. Be smart. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time.